What is going on, guys? It's Sway Max Sr. here, back for another edition of the Hammer Fist. Uh, this time we're talking about uh, UFC on ESPN+. This shit's got like two different names, so we're going to call it Fight Night 161 for today. Uh, took that from good old Google, so... <laughs> But, uh, but yeah, we got pretty good fights here. I don't see anything that was canceled. So we actually get to run through. I think we have 14 fights today. So that's going to be pretty, pretty fun. We usually have 13, 12. Um, I'll be honest, a couple of years ago playing MMA, I mean, literally there was a fight getting canceled every week maybe two fights getting canceled every week. And so we were getting 11 fight cards, 10 fight cards. So 14 is going to be pretty interesting. It's a lot of people to choose from. Um, also, one thing to note, this is going to be, this is going to be a GPP card only. And I know we mostly only talk, you know, tournaments anyway, but especially this week, I mean, you got, I'm looking at seven fights right now. I'm, I take that back. Let's see. One, two, three, four. Eight. We have nine fights right here that have inside the distance odds right now. That's that can be hit or miss. And some of them are relatively low, like in the 140s. Uh, you have a 160 that's low, but then we have a 160 that's high. We'll talk about that. But um, I mean, you just have a lot of these fights that really Vegas thinks is going to end early. Um, you only have you only have four four heavy favorites um and and one of those favorites i mean you know we'll talk about but yeah i mean it's gonna be it's gonna be an interesting one um it's gonna be a unique one in that aspect as well so yeah let's get to it so we'll start off with uh we have jj aldrich going up against lauren mueller this is a women's flyweight bout. This is going to be the curtain jerker, the the first fight of the night. <clears throat> you got a uh, JJ coming in at eighty nine hundred. Uh, she's minus one seventy two, and you got Lauren coming back at plus one forty four. And on DraftKings, she's seventy three hundred. You know, I'll be honest. This is going to be quick too for DraftKings purposes. I mean, it, this could be a strike fest, and what I mean by that is we could see a lot of significant strikes out of the winner, if not both. And then when you add in those 30 points, I mean, one of these girls could screw Like, it's possible. If, they're, if they throw up 70, 80 significant strikes, if all they're doing is just throwing straight one-twos to the face, you know what I mean, for three rounds, it can it can really add up. Um, and I've noticed, for whatever reason, um, these judges do look at, they they do judge the significant strikes different between between genders. And I'm not quite sure why they do that. Um, you know, they'll, they'll call a significant strike, um, in a women's fight, um, for, you know, like a, for a straight or something like that. And you'll see the same punch, um, in, in a later fight in a men's fight. And, you know, you see guys with like 30, 40 significant strikes. So I'm not sure what's, what's going on with that. That's not cool. Um, but, um, but it, but it is, but it is a fact to be honest. Like, I mean, and I've noticed this not just recently, this has been over time. Um, but it has been more drastic recently, so that is uh, to pay attention to. Um, but um, but yeah, I mean, I, I while I don't really like this fight for DraftKings, you know, I don't. I think this is going to go to a decision. I do think this could be a strike fest, so I'll have some ownership to it. Uh, maybe like ten percent to each, maybe fifteen percent, just in case. Like really small, um, just in case. 
You know, we also kind of get a discount, I guess you could say, on JJ because she's below 900 uh, or she's below 9K. So if she can get over that 100 mark, that's going to, you know, initially put her above the field, um, of course, depending on how high on she is. Um, if I had to pick one, um, I would probably pick Lauren Mueller here. For one, she's going to be cheaper. She's only 7,300. She's going to be more aggressive. Um, you know, they're both going to want to keep it standing up. I think JJ's the better striker, though. I mean, it's just, you know, this is a good fight to, to start the night. Um, but it could be one of those fights that something crazy happens early and you're like, man, should have had more, you know, or should have had less. So we'll keep it. We'll keep it tempered. Um, if you're going to play some of them, you know, 10, 15 percent, maybe one or two lineups. And that's about it. We'll keep it moving. All right. And next up, we have Marvin Vittori. Uh, he's going up against Andrew Sanchez. Andrew Sanchez is plus uh, 300 currently, uh, and he's 6,700 on DraftKings. And you got Marvin Vittori at minus uh, 400. Um, Marvin Vittori is 9,500 on DraftKings. So effectively, I think he is going to be um, the highest owned, or not the highest owned, uh, the most expensive fighter we have on the night. So that will help um, in, in what I'm about to tell you, because at minus 400, right? Um, and again, I'm taking this off of Fantasy Cruncher. So, I mean, those odds have changed. I'm pretty sure when I looked at it the other day, he was like minus 345 on down. But um, still, you know, he's, he's the heaviest favorite on the card. Uh, he's the most expensive fighter on the card. And even if we just look you know, at his resume, right? When he wins, he's only scoring about 80 points. You know, the dude's got to draw. Like, who draws in the UFC nowadays? This was in 2017, but like, come on, man. Um, you know, the last time he won, he did beat Cesar Ferreira, but it went to a decision. He, he throws up a lot of significant strikes. He will look for a takedown too. So, um, you know, I, I he, he does have that in his game. He does have a loss to Israel Adesanya, who who we just saw beat the hell out of Robert Whitaker last week. Took him to a decision, actually went three rounds, but he lost. You know, he got he got beat up. Um, you know, I just Andrew Sanchez is tough, man. He's tough. He's kind of an OG in the game. Um, he's really only lost twice in the last like five years, in the last like four years. Now he hasn't fought very much, um, you know, but just this past, uh, just, just in, uh, March, it looks like he fought, uh, Mark, uh, Andre Barrio, um, you know, put up 72 significant strikes, had two takedowns, so had some advances, uh, you know, he was favored in that fight. So, you know, it's interesting. This will be the first fight that he's really like a heavy dog in. So it will be interesting to see. Um, but overall, like, I just, I don't like this fight for DraftKings. Um, I don't like it for DraftKings period. It's the, it's one of the earlier fights of the night. I think we can get away with fading one of these, one of these hopefully higher on guys at 9,500 being the most expensive guy. I do like Andrew Sanchez a little bit now by fading. I'm not saying completely fade Vittori, put him in a lineup or two. But I just don't see him uh, paying off that salary, especially this early in the night when, I mean, you know, we got a lot of crazy shit that happened. We got a lot of good fights and a lot of fights that are probably going to end early. So we got some better spots to target. So um, aid for me, we'll keep it pushing. All right. Uh, we got Miguel Beza and Hector Aldana. 
Uh, Hector Aldana is 6,800 on uh, DraftKings. He's the plus 188 dog. And um, Miguel is minus 231. He's 9,400 on DraftKings. So, you know, we're looking at, in back-to-back fights, the most expensive fighters of the night. Um, This is actually a fight that I do like a little bit. Hector Aldana, he's really aggressive. He's going to come forward. He's got some power. He's going to land some shots. I mean, this is a fist fight at 6,800. If he puts this dude on his ass, he's going to be in the nuts lineup. I mean, and you want to have some exposure to him. I'm just going to tell you right now. Um, overall, this is just a fight that I like, though. I did mention we do have nine fights that basically have inside the distance odds. So not going to go crazy here, but this does have a minus 140 inside the distance. And I do believe that um, it ends early, man. I think somebody's going to get put out here. I think, you know, it, this is just one of those fights. Um, of course, uh, you know, Hector Aldana really hasn't done anything in the UFC and he's basically coming in here. Um, you know, he, he's basically coming in here against, uh, a newcomer, right? Um, but dude's big, you know, he's big. I think, you know, he's coming off of a big win on the contender series too. Um, I think this is somewhat of a showcase fight, right? And I mentioned we have kind of two two sides of that i think this is one of those showcase fights where it's like let's see what you got not necessarily like man look we're we we want you to put on a show against this guy like here's you know you know here's here's some fresh meat no i think it's more so like you know let's let's see what you got you know if you're good you know show us what you got you should you should be able to beat this guy um you know but if you're not he's gonna beat you so um but i think it i think it might end early so i'm not gonna go crazy but um, you know, Beza's the play, uh, 9,400. It's tough though. Um, but he's the play. I probably won't have too much ownership to him though. Um, but, uh, but, but we'll see how it pans out, but I do like this fight though. Uh, next up we have Andre Ewell and Marlon Vera. Marlon Vera is the minus 157 favorite. Uh, Ewell is the plus 132 dog and 7,100 on DraftKings. Um, we got Marlon Vera coming back at 9,100 on DraftKings, so I think we do get a little bit of a discount there. This is another one of those fights that has a minus 160 inside the distance, so it does have a inside the distance odds. I do actually, uh, personally, I think Vera um, is going to end this early. Um, I think either one of these guys can put each other down, though. Um, I don't know if, I mean, I don't know if we're going to see one of these stiff KO, like, you know, um, victories here, but... One of these dudes could drop each other and could pounce on the other one and just is eating shots and eating shots and eating shots and the ref, you know, might jump in. Like we could see something like that from either one. Um, I do tend to lean more towards Ewell just because he's cheaper. Um, I think he's going to be the overall just I think he's just going to be a little crisper on the feet, just a little bit crisper. But we got to have some of this fight. So. Um, no matter which way you go, um, you, we gotta have some exposure to both sides. So this is a good, this is a good fight to target, but, um, let's, let's, let's not go overboard here because we do have some fights that we want to make sure we have exposure to later on. All right. Next up we have Devison Figueredo going up against Tim Elliott, man, Tim Elliott, the goat, right? Plus 154 for Elliott. Coming back, uh, Figueroa is minus 184 at 9,300 on DraftKings. And we have Tim Elliott, 6,900 on DraftKings. Um, so, 
you know, we got some expensive fighters going early, right? It, that's kind of the theme here. But this one is definitely warranted. Tim Elliott, why well, say he's the GOAT? This dude scored 175 DraftKings points for me one time. It was crazy. Had like I think he had like like seven or eight takedowns, like ten to like ten, twelve takedowns, like fourteen reversals, man. Like it was just it was nuts. Um him and Smoko were just rolling around and just taking each other down. Like it was one for the ages for sure. But um but yeah, I think he's in for it. I think I think they threw him to the wolves, man, to be honest with you, uh, in this one. Uh, he is coming off of uh, he's coming off of a pretty serious injury, um, and it's an ACL injury at that. Like that's tough, man. Um, he hasn't fought since December of two thousand and seventeen. I mean, he's that's a pretty long layoff, uh, and then they're gonna throw you to, I mean, to this guy. Like you know what I mean? If <clears throat> every time he wins, he's putting up over a hundred. Basically, he's knocking dudes the fuck out. You know, early. Like, that's just what he does. He's a finisher. Um, that's what I have here in my notes. Finisher. He's a finisher. So we got to have some exposure there. At 9,300, though, we can't overexpose because that will limit our lineups elsewhere. So we're, you're going to have to probably play with this one a little bit so that you can kind of get it to where you want. But date, but he's the play. Uh, Elliot, maybe as a like 5-7% hedge, but I just don't see him doing much here, to be completely honest. Um, either Figueroa is going to finish this fight or this fight is going to be a dud. And that's how I'm going to play it. Um, that's how I advise you to play it. So we have, uh, Max Griffin going up against Alex Morano. This is going to be a good fight. No, not necessarily a good fight for DraftKings, but, um, but this is going to be a good fight just to watch. Um, you know, you got Max Griffin, uh, he's 8,200 on DraftKings. You got Morano who's 8K on DraftKings. So that's interesting. Um, Murano is plus 113. And coming back, we got Max at minus 137. Yeah, so we talk about these fights every week, right? Man, why does it have to be this one? Uh, Max Griffin, Murano. Only a $200 difference. DraftKings doesn't know what to do with them. Vegas doesn't really know what to do with them. Um, man. I, like I said, I don't, I just don't really like this fight for DraftKings, but just, I mean, you know, we, you have to follow rules, right? I mean, you have to kind of follow your process and follow the rules. And one of my rules is, you know, when I see this, when I see that price and either the same pricing or set, I mean, either one of these guys does anything. They are, they, they're in that honey spot, as I mentioned, you know, like it, they just are. So I'll have some limited exposure to these guys just in case. Um, but I'm not going to overexpose. Like I might have maybe like 10 or 15% of these guys just in case, but I really don't like it for DraftKings and I'm only going to play it just because, um, I'm, you know, following that process. So other than that, we'll keep it moving. Uh, we have Ryan Spann going up against Devin Clark. This is a light heavyweight fight. Uh, Devin Clark is plus 136 and Ryan Spann is coming back at minus 162. Ryan Spann is, um, 8,800 on DraftKings and Devin Clark is coming back at 7,400. This is a fight that we like, uh, period. Um, I'll tell you right now, Span is the play. However, um, Clark is live. Uh, this has a, this has a minus 240 inside the distance. Yeah, this is one that, um, this is, this is a fight that we're going to target. Um, that is one of the heavier inside the distance odds of the night. Um, Span, you know, he, I, I kind of use, I kind of use the verbiage form from here and that, you know, sometimes 
Um, dude's in good form. He's in good form. Um, you know, he fought earlier this year against Noguera, knocked him out. I mean, you know, but hey, he knocked him out. He did what he was supposed to do. Um, and on the flip side, you know, um, Devin Clark, uh, he, you know, he's win one, lose one, win one, lose one, win one, lose one, and he just won one. So, you know, but he's been looking better as well. And when he wins, he, you know, he's usually scoring a lot of points. He's got takedown upside. Um, I mean, he's just, he's live at 7,400. So, um, this is a fight that we're just going to target in general. I won't tell you how much to go on it, but minus 240, you got, um, some big guys here that are going to be throwing big bombs. Um, you got some takedown upside from Devin Clark. You got Ryan Spann who's throwing big power and only 8,800. So we get a little discount on both. Um, I like it. I like it. Load up. All right, and um, next up, I know I uh, I know I skipped over the Davis Gifford fight, um, so we'll go over that one right now. Um, so um, next up, we have Thomas Gifford going up against Mike Davis. Mike Davis um, is currently uh, the minus three hundred favorite. Thomas Gifford is a uh, plus two forty, and um, you see that as far as the price discrepancy too. You got Thomas Gifford at seventy six hundred, one of the one of the cheaper on the night mike davis at 8600 now the interesting thing is this does have a minus 165 inside the distance i think it's probably because they know that gifford is uh he looks um but this is davis is davis is coming in on short notice uh, i honestly think he's just the better fighter um i think he should win this fight but um gifford aggressive man he's gonna come forward he's got a lot of potential you got the inside the distance prop. I mean, you know, it all lines up to take some shots. So let's take some shots on Gifford. You know, we'll have a little bit of Mike Davis. Keep it moving. Nothing, nothing, nothing fancy there. All right. And then next up, we have we have the big homie. Eric Anders, who's back in action, uh, going up against uh, Gerald Mearshart. This is a this is a good fight. This is going to be a good fight. This is actually a great fight for DraftKings as well. Um, you got Mir you got um, you got this fight at minus two twenty five inside the distance, which is good. Um, we get Anders at we get both of these guys at a really good price. To tell you the truth. Um, I, this fight is going to end early. I'm going to tell you this fight is going to go either two two ways. Um, either Eric's going to knock him the fuck out or Gerald is going to sub him. Gerald's going to get him to the ground and he's going to sub him out. That Those are the only two options here. The, I, this fight does not go the distance. I'm telling you right now. Um, I know Eric and Eric is going for the finish. That's just what he does. He looks for the finish. He's going to try to get up if Gerald gets him down, which means he's going to put himself in situations to maybe be um taken you know what i'm saying like he's not just gonna sit there and, and just just let him lay on him for three rounds like that's not his style he's gonna try to get up he's gonna be aggressive he's gonna come forward um gerald's gonna have to weather a storm at some point in time during this fight uh both are super live here so i like both i think this is just the fight we're just gonna target in general i'll have pretty heavy ownership to both of these guys um putting my bias aside gerald is the cheaper fighter and he does have the submission upside if eric does i don't know something crazy happened and like i said he doesn't knock him out gerald is gonna sub him out so um 
you know, for that reason, I might be a little bit heavier on Gerald, but it's that's neither here nor there because I'm not really sure. But I do know that this is a fight that we want to target. You just got to have to kind of figure out which way you want to go on it for tournaments. But definitely this is a fight to target. All right. And uh, now we have Luis Pena going up against Matt Frivola. Uh, this is actually a good fight, too. Um, doesn't have any inside the distance odds. Like it seems like every one of these fights do right. But I will tell you, I know Luis Pena always looks for the finish. He does. He always looks for the finish. He's got some, he's got some funky stuff going on. You know, this is the violent Bob Ross, man. That's what they call him. Like he's got some funky stuff going on. He is going to look for the finish. I'm just telling you right now, he might not get it, but he's going to look for the finish. Um, you know, he is coming off of a finish off of Matt Wyman, but that was like, they fed him to the dogs there. He's, you know, he's, yeah, uh, scored 119 points there, uh, in his tough finale against Richie Smullen, who's a can, uh, he scored 117 points. Steven Peterson, he only put up 74 points in a decision. So, which is pretty telling. I mean, he's been 9k in every single one of his fights, but this is the only time he's been at exactly 9k. He's always been over that mark. So as far as that is concerned, we're getting a little bit of a discount. I like him here. I'm going to have some shots of Luis Pena. Um, I don't really like Matt Frivola in this spot, but anything is possible. Like at 7,200, if he does something crazy, he's going to be in the bank lineup. Um, but yeah, that's, that's, that's the breakdown. Next up we have, uh, so every single one of these next fights is pretty important. We have the return of Mackenzie Dern going up against Amanda Rebus. Um, Mackenzie Dern is minus 145 and Amanda Rivas is, uh, coming in at plus 121. Now I am not going to say too much about, you know, the whole, she just had a baby, that whole thing. Um, but the fact I didn't know that it was just four months ago that I didn't know. I thought, she, I thought she had had the baby like, you know, I mean, I don't know. I, I didn't put a number on it, but I just didn't think it was that quick. That is pretty quick um, to come back to combat sports after having a baby. Um, but um, that does that that must tell you that every everything went smoothly, you know, and um, and she had a great recovery and was able to just get straight to business. Um, so, I mean, that's how I'm taking it, to be completely honest. Like, you know, she must have, yeah, like she must have just been ready to go right away. And the doctors must have given her the okay. And she must have gotten right back in the gym. You know what I mean? Um, but, uh, but yeah, so that will be interesting. Um, unless, unless I, unless I, uh, unless I saw some misinformation, um, cause I did see the baby, the baby looks a little older than four months, but it's like, who, who knows? Um, so uh, I could be wrong there though, but if, you know, either way, she got back in the gym right away, which tells you that she's, she was ready to go. She got the okay from doctors and everything like that. And, um, she made weight this time, which is good. Cause she's been struggling to make weight. I think all signs are pointing to, we get a discount on Mackenzie Dern in a, in a fucking plush spot here, uh, to be completely honest. She's the play Rebus though. She's live. I think this fight is live. We talked about, you know, not really liking a 160 too much and then having a, a, a big 160. This is a minus 160 inside the distance, which is huge uh, for this type of fight. When I mean this type of fight, you got two grapplers here. Um, and it's like, which which one's going to win? You know, which one's going to win? We got it late in the card. 
this is very interesting here. So uh, Dern's the play. You get a discount on both, though, so I'll have a little bit of hedge on Rebus as well, but Mackenzie Dern is <clears throat> definitely the play. Won't go overboard, but, but yeah, I do. Um, I will have some exposure to her. Next up, we have Nico Price versus James Vick. James Vick uh, is currently the plus 131 dog. He's 7,800 on DraftKings. And uh, Nico Price is coming in at 8,400. He's minus 155. Um, I think a lot of that's just because of uh, recency bias. A lot of people, even though Nico just got knocked out or whatever, um, he's been looking really good. He's got a lot of hype behind him. The UFC really likes him. He's got a he's got a nice little fan base. You know, I mean, people like watching this guy fight. I mean, I do. He's he's exciting. Um, James Vick, man, he's he right. He he's coming off of that that devastating that devastating knockout to Dan Hooker. Then he also lost to Paul Felder. And then he lost to Justin Gaethje, but the, that's those are tough fights, man. Those are some tough, tough fights, and um, I just think this is going to be a tough fight for Nico. Like when Vic wins, he's usually putting guys to sleep. So you know, I just I just think he's live here. I'll have more ownership on Vic just because of that, because he's cheaper. I think both of these guys are live for the knockout. Uh, this has a minus 365 inside the distance. This is the biggest inside the distance odds we have on the card. So don't get cute. Don't overthink it. Pick one of these guys and run with it. I'm going with Vic, and I'll have prices as far as my hedge ownership. It might be a lot of hedge ownership, but it'll be hedge ownership. So um, next up, we have uh, one of the one of the. I, mean, I guess it's the fight I'm looking to the most besides uh, besides my boy Eric's fight. Um, and I mean, there's a lot of good bangers on here, but, um, uh, man, this Crone Gracie dude, man, I mean, dude is mystic, man. Like he's just sitting at open workouts, just, you know, just zoning out, just like, you know, he's just got the whole aura about him, man. I'm loving it. Um, so he's coming in at minus 178. He's 8,700 on DraftKings Cub at 7,500 and he's a plus 150 dog. You get a discount on Kron at 8,700. However, I do think it's possible that Cub, with his experience, might try to just keep the distance. If he doesn't, though, and Kron gets to him, this is going to be over, and this is going to be over quick because Cub has just, he's been in bad form. He's looked really bad. Um, he, I mean, he's looked really bad. He beat Shane Burgos, and I guess he looked all right there, but I don't know what's going on with Shane either, man. Shane was Shane had some of the most impressive boxing I had seen in the UFC in a long time. And I'm not sure what is, I'm not sure what has happened with him recently. Um, or I don't know. I, I just don't know what, what has happened there. You know, maybe, maybe he's a little bit fraudulent. I don't know. Maybe, I don't know. But, um, but yeah, you know, so, um, but he scored 64.5 points and excuse me. No, he lost to Shane Burgos. He did lose to Shane. I was okay. He did lose to Shane Burgos. Um, he lost by a split decision to Shane Burgos. So he's coming in on four back to back to back to back losses to some pretty good competition. But the last time he beat anybody, it was Artem Lobov. You know what I mean? Like this ain't, this ain't bare knuckle fighting. Like, <laughs> um, cause I guess he's the goat over there, but I mean, I'm saying like, you know, it's, it's, this is not a good matchup for him. It's not looking good. They're not doing him any favors by feeding him to Kron here. I think Kron gets it done. Um, I'll have him in a fair share amount of my lineups, um, but I don't want to go overboard because I could also see this going to a decision. So we'll see. 
Uh, next up, we'll keep this one simple. We have Joanna Jerchechek versus Michelle Watterson. This is the main event. Uh, we have uh, JJ coming in at minus 351, um, and Michelle Watterson is plus 272. Watterson is only 7K on DraftKings, and Joanna is 9,200 on DraftKings. Load up. This is going to be a five-round fight. Go ahead and just load up on it. Um, I Just because we've seen some crazy, 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 crazy stuff, you don't got to go 100%. You know, but let you you want to have one of these ladies in every single one of your lineup, and I'll be leaning more towards Joanna. Um, I'm glad she's not the most expensive fighter, but I will also have some Michelle Watterson because Joanna seems to be a bit chinny lately. Um, I believe Michelle will test that chin. I believe this is the classic, classic, classic letdown spot for Joanna. Right? They're trying to get her back in um, title contention. They're putting her up against Michelle Watterson, who she would have just styled on years ago. You know, her confidence is, I think, maybe a little bit too high, Joanna. Um, she kind of tried to pull some gamesmanship this week as far as, oh, I'm not going to be able to make weight. Oh, I made weight. Uh, that kind of that thing. So uh, this is going to be a good fight. Um, I'll have a lot of it. Won't I'm not going to go all in, but I'll have a lot of it. And, uh, and yeah, guys, that's how, that's how I'm going to play this card this week. So hopefully you guys, um, can make some bread, make some money and, uh, let me know how you do. Uh, if you have any questions or anything like that, definitely go ahead and hit me up on Twitter. Um, and, uh, yeah, if you, uh, you know, want to go ahead and also, um, message me, you can do that as well. Any questions, comments, concerns other than that, see you guys next time. Peace.